Hello, butterflies in the Tomorrow community. Welcome to the Learner Series podcast. I'm Ann Fisher, a senior learning designer at TOU and the host of the show. This podcast is designed to support you along your learning journey and to make it a fun and exciting one by providing you tips on how to adopt specific learning techniques that work. In the next few episodes, we will touch upon different aspects of learning, providing some scientifically backed research on how best to learn, as well as some tips from learners themselves that you can implement, whether it be learning at work, formally studying again, or upscaling yourself, or just for your general knowledge. Today, we're talking about teaching others, otherwise known as the protege effect. We're going to discuss its benefits and how some of our community is using this method to help them succeed at TOU. Let's get started. With me today are guest speakers, Merle Becker and Denise Ludwig. Welcome to both of you. Mela, you have an extensive background in moderation, especially in regards to the topic of sustainability. Would you care to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, I I have master degrees in peace and conflict resolution, and um, I used to I started my own business in 2018 after working for a while in in science at the University of Frankfurt, and now I'm freelance as a moderator and host. And um, I'm working in the field of sustainability, politics and education, moderating conferences uh, and uh, doing interviews, shows, um, yeah, everything in front of the camera on stage uh, around these topics, actually. Yeah. Quite interesting. Also, also quite a big, big variety there between, uh, like you said, camera on stage, even podcasting here with us. <laughs> Exactly. And Denise, you have a you have a background in, in digital marketing in addition in addition to being a trainer at the Google Zukunftswerkstatt. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I also founded my own company in 2018. <laughs> that might be a year of uh, founding companies, I don't know. Um, but I'm working in the digital marketing area since 2012. Uh, where I started first in an agency and then in a corporate, but both didn't like suit me 100%. And I wanted to change the way agencies work with their clients because there's a huge knowledge gap. And I don't want to say most of the agencies, but many agencies uh, that I've worked with use this knowledge gap in order to sell whatever they want. Um, and I wanted to change that. I wanted to... Uh, yeah, put more transparency into the work with clients and in the marketing field, especially digital marketing, because that's where most of the knowledge still has to improve. Um, so yeah, that is the the agency that I found in 2018. And in the same year, I also started with that uh, purpose of giving knowledge to to clients and to people, the trainer in Google to Google section. Great. Thank you. Thank you to both of you for being here today. When I was doing my research on the topic, I was um, looking for famous quotes regarding teaching. And I, I came across one by the singer Phil Collins. And it may be a bit random actually um, here, but his quote was, in learning you will teach and in teaching you will learn. And that really resonated with me, especially in regards to the topic of this podcast. 
And when we look at that quote from a, from a learner perspective, there becomes a real value in understanding the depth in which one can learn best and retain information for life, not just for the next challenge or the next deliverable. And as many of us have gone through traditional schooling in the past regarding memorization and test taking, one of the things I wanted to explore in this session is the understanding of why teaching others is such an important aspect of learning. But before we get into that, I wanted to kind of turn the mic over to you, Denise and Mela, to discuss your experiences at TOU. And in regards to learning and, and mastering the content, how has your learning experience been so far, Denise? Um, for me, at the beginning, it was a bit of a struggle because my time management was very bad. <laughs> So uh, I I didn't know from the beginning um, how much time would be necessary in order to make it good because I'm a very, um, let's say, ambitious person. If I enter a study program, for example, I don't want to make it like okay-ish, but I want to have the best result possible for myself as well. And that's why... I realized I have to invest more time and that also means for my for being self-employed uh, taking a few steps back at my work in order to learn more and to like take everything that the university is giving me and once that that decision was made it was much more easier to also concentrate and focus on everything that I can learn which helped me a lot so far. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, come, overcoming these challenges kind of of solving the work-life balance, but then also reflecting on, on how to how to manage um, the studies is, uh, is a great tip for for our learners. Mayanna, are there any moments so far within your learning that you have found particularly challenging? Um, well, I think I'm right now in, in such a moment because there's a lot going on in my private life right now. And um, yeah, it's challenging. I mean, life is not always... I mean, we're not machines, right? We cannot be on the same level when it comes to learning or concentration or whatever uh, the whole year through. But yeah, my job and also the studies, they demand this often. I mean, that you always have to have to be on top of everything, but you're actually not. So that's struggling to, to find some time to also to relax and to, to take a step back. As, as Denise said, also in the job to sometimes say no especially when you're a freelancer to say, okay, this is a great project, but I can't do it right now because I want to focus on my studies too. Mm, I think that's uh, saying no in general for me is very hard. And um, that's something I'm learning because I have to with my studies now. So I'm not only learning uh, the content from tomorrow university, but also to, to organize and to, to, yeah, to say no, or to really think about priorities. Um, this is hard, but I, I realized that I'm learning. So that's, that's that's a good thing and um, I mean I always feel very inspired by the community of Tomorrow University so this helps me to keep the focus and uh, this inspiration shows me where I want to be where I want to go and um, I think that's very helpful and you actually make a great point and uh, a great transition for me when you talk about the community and um, how we can you can utilize the community um, not only to leverage um, to help them, but to also to leverage your own your own learning. And 
what I wanted to talk about today was something called um, the protege effect, which is a, a topic that's been extensively studied in the past uh, decades and much, very much backed up by modern day evidence. And um, it's a method by where teaching or even pretending to teach others can really benefit um, the learner in helping them to understand the material better. Um, I'll give an example. A few years ago, at, uh, engineers at Vanderbilt and Stanford universities in the US, they built a computerized character called Betty's Brain that could reason and learn and, and make mistakes uh, based on how it was taught. And the result was the students in the study who were paired up with this character spent more time, time trying to get Betty to master this the, the content um, than those who were not. And what resulted is the students who worked with Betty were much more organized in the material and the way that they taught the, the lessons, or they, sorry, the way that they taught Betty, which um, resulted in them just being able to better understand the material and more efficiently and be able to recall it more easily. Um, additional benefits of teaching others include um, the increase of metacognitive pro processing, helping to make people more aware of their learning process. Um, but, but coming back to TOU, to our pedagogical focus, is, is, is challenge-based learning, where we ask our learners to work in collaborative pairs. And are there situations, uh, Denise, I'll ask you this question first, um, but, but to both of you actually, where, in which you were able to deepen your learning by, by teaching others, especially in a collaborative context? Um, I mean, uh, what I found, for example, very, uh, not very interesting, like very interesting and also very challenging at the same time were, for example, the the group works that we had um, working together in a group of, I think it was four people uh, on a startup idea, let's say, and then trying to come up with a pitch in a field that I have never been into before. Uh, it was AI in farming um, and how to present a business idea that could actually help farmers in order to uh, yeah, make more of their of their fields and to to be more sustainable and so on. Um, and it was interesting to see, although none of us had experiences in that field, we all came together with different skills and backgrounds and helped each other. So for example, me, then I uh, was preparing the presentations and more or less teach the others how to use Canva, for example, and then the others teach me how to come up with a financial planning for an app which all of us never have have done before and that was super interesting to see how our group can come up with that challenge and build something from scratch just by working and teaching together and sharing the skills that was uh, quite impressive cool and um Miala, would you have, a, have an example of how something that you've taught others um within a group setting would would help you with your with your deepen your understanding and your learning i think i mean what i really really love about tomorrow university is this that the students are from everywhere in the world and from all different fields so suddenly i'm working with um, software engineers from india or i don't know someone from from tobago tobago and that's that's so interesting because usually I would have never been in contact with those people and we all have kind of the same goal or mission, 
but we are from so different fields. So when we're working together, I, I can really see how different the perspectives are on, on the same question. So sometimes for me, it's very clear, okay, we have to do, I don't know, a business model canvas. So let's do it. And I just want to start the way I, I learned to do something like that in, in German schools. And then I realized that um, when you come from another culture, another job, another background, you do things completely differently. You ask other questions and everything that was clear to me before becomes less clear. And I start to, yeah, to, to wonder and to ask myself a lot of questions I would have never asked myself before. So um, first of all, that's very, the, all these different perspectives, that's very interesting. And um, I remember one particular moment when in the very beginning, in the very first challenge, I told a story about me as a kid. I went from, from home to home with friends and I started giving one neighbor like a piece of, of toilet paper and I said, can we, can we play an exchange game? Can you give me something else for this piece of toilet paper? And then he gave me an apple and I went to the next home and asked, can you give me something else for the apple? And they gave me, I don't know. So it went on and went on and we left the house with a piece of toilet paper and we came back with something great, like for kids. Um, I told this story because we were talking about a fundraising idea and like a few weeks later, one of my colleagues in the studies, he told me how much he learned from this story and how much it inspired him. And I've never seen this game as something inspirational or something you can learn from and just because he told me what he learned from it I started learning from it too so that was kind of interesting for me um, to actually learn something from myself without even knowing before that I could learn something from the story absolutely an amazing story and um yeah where that you it's it's a reciprocal kind of learning situation and what kind of so in that taking that for an example and coming to my next question next question what benefits did you see for yourself in teaching and guiding that person um, that helped you? How did it really help you when you when you went back and said, okay, I, I'm, I was learning from him. What were you deepening your understanding of in that situation? I mean, I'm, I'm also teaching at, at a university in, uh, in Karlsruhe, it's Karlsruhe, and there I'm always working with the experimental learning circle um, which says that um, you have to make an experience and then you have to reflect on it, you have to conceptualize it and then um, put it into action and that's the only way you can really learn. And I think this is what, what happens here actually. It's not enough to just read a book or a text mm -hmm. or have having someone showing you a PowerPoint is that you, you have to actually try it out yourself, put it into action, reflect on it with someone else, like talking to someone about your experience and put it into into yeah into into a bigger context otherwise you will you will not i mean it's not going to deepen your learning and you're not going to change anything on the route when you're when we're talking about challenges and problems here and i think this is exactly what happens when we talk to someone else from a completely different background and perspective um that we directly reflect and we put it on a more meter level having another understanding of the problem yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really great point. And um, Denise, I mean, you mentioned before this uh, this project where you guys had all kind of collaborated together, one in the very, very beginning, um, where you were explaining about them with with Canva. But um, I'm curious to know about do you what effects do you notice in your own learning when you're teaching or explaining a topic to others, even even with something that you already know? Um, 
for me, it was interesting to see the difference between, for example, Tomorrow's University teaching and teaching in other uh, situations, like, for example, being a trainer um, and giving the people, like, standing in front of a bunch of people and explaining them something about digital marketing. Or we have, for example, one training that is about women in leadership. Um, and there, it's only me talking for... 60 minutes or maybe all 120 minutes. Um, and I feel like if it's only one person telling something, then after one point, you as a listener, as somebody that is there to learn, you shut down at one point because you cannot listen all the time to one person teaching you, trying to teach you something. And in now the situation with Tomorrow's University, um, for example, we had uh, this week uh, the course of responsible leadership, where I also changed one idea to help exchange skills that uh, a responsible leader should have or is good to have. Um, and therefore, with that, uh, with that task to exchange skills and then coming into a discussion with people, uh, and learning also from them is much more valuable than just one person uh, giving all that knowledge to you, to you, the crowd. But there are so many smart people in the room that can also have a story or share knowledge or s share skills. And I think in most of the situations where it's just one person teaching the others, it's just a potential that is still out there and not being used. So that I found very valuable at Tomorrow's University, that it's an exchange of teaching and learning and not just one person trying to share something. You actually, um, without saying it, you bring up the topic of, of motivation, of motivation in learning and motivation with teaching others. And um, that's another aspect of this protege effect of teaching others is our own increased motivation to learn. and. Um, when you compare, for let's take that, Denise. When you compare at the when you're standing up there and lecturing, or standing up there teaching somebody something, versus when you're working in this group environment, um, does the prospect of teaching others more directly, and maybe in a group challenge, um, motivate you to learn more about the topic? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because in the moment when you exchange idea ideas and thoughts and. Um, also struggles that you might have in that group challenge or in that particular field or where you say, I don't think that I know enough in order to exchange now ideas. It helps a lot to be in a group where everyone can also help you and support you. And it's not only you then being left alone and having to find a solution for your challenge alone, but you can actually support each other and also learn from that, uh, as, as Mela said, with other cultures and other backgrounds coming into place for that particular challenge. And that that is that is also something that uh, yeah starts to give me more motivation learning again, rather than it's all me by myself having to face a challenge. Exactly, exactly. And ideally, the protege effect works best when we teach other human beings 
However, there are certain situations when this is not the case, um, maybe in your example, when you're standing there at the Zukunftswerkstatt. But one example of how to overcome this, especially when you're still trying to like gather your ideas and your knowledge um, when you're not necessarily secure in it yet, would be to uh, something called the rubber duck effect, which is where you teach a toy or an inanimate object. And um, another example could be writing down your information and posting it somewhere on the internet for Reddit, for example. And Mana, that kind of, I was thinking a lot about you when I when I came up with this question, um, because, you know, you're doing a lot of moderation and I'm assuming that it comes a lot of preparation in, in the background. And um, do you ever prepare maybe at tomorrow's, but even in real life for a particular situation by kind of teaching or role-playing teaching inanimate objects? I don't know. Every day. I mean, I could never share an office because I'm always talking to myself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always, um, yeah, I pre when I prepare a moderation, but also a teaching or whatever, um, I, I always start by yeah, getting all the information together, doing some notes and stuff, and then I'm just doing it for myself over and over and over again and I'm, I'm trying to adapt to different situations I yeah I, I speak a lot all alone in my office I don't have a rubber duck um, <laughs> but I imagine I just I think maybe I have a, a good imagination but I imagine the people in front of me and I'm, I'm, I'm presenting several times before I actually go on stage or I actually go into a coaching with someone so that's um, yeah that's that's very normal and I think my, my husband knows when I have my, my hosting voice on that he's not allowed to enter the office and he can't, um, yeah, he can't, can't um, come in at this moment because I'm on stage in my head and I, I have to, to go through this. I, otherwise I could yeah. never actually do this. Um, I wouldn't be prepared, at, I wouldn't feel prepared at all. For me it's not enough to just write down some notes, um, that doesn't help me. Exactly. And maybe in, even extending it beyond the academic context um, in teaching others can be beneficial in a variety of ways, including our mastering our hobbies or uh, training and explaining new processes to employees. And um, Merla and, and Denise, I, I, both of you kind of offer coaching as part of your career focus. Um, how do you feel like coaching helps you to deepen your understanding of the topics that you um, encounter every day in your career? I mean, for me, that it helps me enormously. I mean, I, I, I learned so much from the people I coach just because of their questions. Questions I, I can answer, but I don't have in mind directly. And um, it helped me a lot to put um, a more of a theoretical framework about everything I do. Just by, by their questions, I had to, to reflect, reflect on it, to find answers and um, to help them to guide them so for me coaching is, is not teaching yeah it's it's very very different I don't sit there and tell them what to do but I listen to them I reflect with them and then questions are coming up and we try to answer them together and this helps me a lot and I often compare it to life with my kids I have two children and they they, they ask so many questions they're very little and a lot of people say these are dumb questions, but they're actually not because they're not dumb because we don't have the answers to all of these questions. There are a lot of questions I don't have an answer to. So it's also more of a coaching, more of a finding out together. And uh, I learned so, so much by yeah being there for people and coaching them on their way. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't um, be 
in my position as a moderator today if I couldn't be coach at the same time helping others because I learned so much from this situation. Mm -hmm. Very good. Denise, would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting if you uh, think of a coach or at least uh, I can I can speak from my perspective when I thought uh, of coaching I always had that that picture in mind of a guy standing in front of a stage and shouting into a crowd saying and now speak after me you can do it and out of crowd you can do it you know these kind of motivational coaches and I always thought is that really coaching like is this what it's all about and then I wanted to learn more about it and did uh, like a uh, like a course of systemic coaching, like a certification for systemic coaching. And what I learned there was the completely opposite. It's not you give advices to somebody, but you ask the right questions, which is just what Amanda said with her kids. Um, you don't give no advice at all, but the answer to most of the problems or the solution to most of the problems lies within yourself and it's just another person like a neutral position person like a coach asking the right questions to guide you to the right solution and you can find it yourself and the support is not giving you the right advices or saying have you tried this or that but asking why do you think you cannot manage it or um what needs to be happen what needs to happen in order for you to be happy again or to solve that problem or to find the way for you uh, and that made it much more easier to understand also how to to coach others in my in my business context it's not always me having to give an advice but asking the right questions might solve it all and that was super interesting to see some very good points there Thanks very much to both of you for uh, for coming on today, for talking to me about um, your experiences at TOU, especially in regards to how we're teaching others. And um, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to, for, for not only for myself, but really for the learning community. Thank you. I learned a lot through uh, listening to how Mela teaches jazz. So <laughs> that was also very helpful for me. Thank that you. the goal of this session has been achieved. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much.